This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. I'm not even going to bury the lead here. I'm just going to come right out and say what I need to say. And that is, I interviewed the Jonas Brothers last week. And to say that that was a dream come true is an understatement because I think it was like a dream that I didn't even know I had because in my mind it was so unattainable and so like dreamy like it it, and that couldn't have been me that did that you know but it was the most like emotional and special and memorable thing I've ever had the experience or the opportunity to do and a little bit of a backstory for those who are newer to the podcast newer to me diehard Jonas Brothers fan since I was 12 or 13 met some of my best friends because of our mutual love for their music set out to work in the music industry before I worked in dating because of how much their music helped me and how I wanted to help other fans feel so connected to their favorite artists and bands because of how I grew up feeling so connected to them. And Jake, my now fiance, and I met literally because I had a prompt in my profile on an app about loving the Jonas Brothers. And he messaged me that he also loves them. And fast forward, we've now been to seven Jonas Brothers concerts together. We've traveled for them. It's a huge part of our relationship and it's all because of them. So 
the, the backstory is that basically my whole life has been shaped by the Jonas Brothers and the fact that I got to sit down with them for about an hour and talk to them about their new music, about their personal growth journeys, about their love stories, about being dads now. It was the most surreal and special thing, I think, ever. So I'm really so excited to be able to share some of that content soon. And hopefully all of it, we'll see. Don't know what's going to happen yet, but cross cross your fingers with me. Uh, we might have some special guests on the podcast soon. No promises because I don't know, but maybe anything is possible if you just believe, apparently. So that was incredible. The guys were in New York City last week. The guys, my, my good friends, Nick, Joe, and Kevin, the boys, um, they were in town for five nights last week to do five special shows at a Broadway theater where each night they went back and did a different album from the past because they have a new album coming out. So I went to four out of the five shows, which again, beyond my wildest dreams. And I feel so grateful for that. And it was honestly like the most incredible way for Jake and I to celebrate our engagement and to just like have that time together in such a special scenario. Um, that really was so meaningful to us. And oh my God, you guys, the new music is incredible. I can't wait for you to hear it. We're going to get into dating now because it's not a Jonas Brothers podcast, though. If anyone wants a Jonas Brothers podcast, I'm more than happy to start one. I think maybe that's long overdue and that is my calling. But yeah, I had to share this with you guys. It was just so, so surreal. And I feel so lucky. I feel like there's so much going on in my life right now that I want to be honest, like, Yes, I have this interview. Yes, I got engaged. And I know a lot of people are looking at everything I'm posting on social media. And a lot of friends even are texting me like, oh my God, you're you're peaking right now. Like your life is amazing. But I want to just kind of have a moment to keep it real with you guys and express that like, yes, the last two weeks I got engaged. I interviewed the Jonas Brothers and I went to four Jonas Brothers concerts. I also, oh, and I went to a bachelorette party. I also in the last two weeks have been more stressed and anxious and overwhelmed than I have been in years. And I don't want to lose sight of that. I don't want people to think, oh, everything is just perfect. Like that's not the reality. Yes, these incredible things are happening, but I also have felt so low because it is so much at once. And honestly, for me, it is too much to handle at once. I have such a low social battery. And after like anything I do, I need to like recharge for an entire week. And it's been nonstop. And that's really taken a toll on me. And I've been so drained, like physically and emotionally, especially. And I just want to share that because I know I also look at other people's lives and think, oh my God, this person's living my dream and I'm so jealous and nothing bad happens to them. And I'm not saying these incredible things didn't happen to me like they did. And I can't believe that they did. It's like two lifelong dream things back to back. But at the same time, I just want to call out that the grass is always greener and that it has been hard for me to do all of this. Plus now I'm starting wedding planning. Plus I'm like three weeks behind on work since I was sick for a week before getting engaged. And then we got engaged and then we were in Florida visiting family. And then I had that bachelorette party. And then I came back and all of this Jonas weather stuff happened. And yes, it was so amazing. And I'm not trying to like say, Oh, I'm a victim. Feel bad for me by any means. I just wanted to share that 
social media is fake. And I, I, I don't know. I think my episode a few months ago with Hillary Weinstein really has left an impact where I just want to be really real with you guys about what's going on and share that, you know, we're already starting to wedding plan and I have absolutely zero idea how I'm going to do that. Like it has already been so stressful and overwhelming. And again, it's another thing that should be so amazing, but is causing all of these emotions and this almost like panic in me. And I definitely need to work on like stress management. And um, I just haven't felt this anxious in a long time. So just wanted to be open and, and share that with you guys. And thank you for listening. And thank you to everyone who's like congratulated me in the last few weeks on everything that's happened. Um, I can't wait to keep sharing more with you. And I hope it's okay that, you know, I, I took this little time to be vulnerable and open up. Um, all that being said, I do feel really so freaking lucky and grateful. And on the topic of feeling lucky, I feel very lucky to have such an awesome and exciting guest on the podcast today. Maddie Mayo is coming on the show. Maddie, if you don't know her, though, you probably do. And if not, you really should. Maddie is the amazing co-host of OK Sis, the podcast that she does with her sister, Scout. She is the founder of the app Camber, which is all about sharing your favorite places and discovering new ones. And now she is also the host of a new video podcast series called 36 Questions Later, where she films couples answering the 36 questions that lead to love. I've watched some of the episodes. It is amazing. You guys have to check it out. We have such a fun and exciting episode. You guys are going to love it. We actually answer some of the 36 questions. We hear about her relationship. We hear what she's learned about love from reading. We hear or we talk about the like mistakes we made with boys when we were in college. And oh my God, there were so many of them. And we get into so much more. This is one of my favorite episodes and one of the most fun ones. I hope you love it as much as I do. All right, Maddie Mayo, welcome to Seeing Other People. Oh my God, thank you for having me. We're in New York City. We are in New York City, and it's a beautiful week in New York City. I don't know what you guys are talking about, how it's like cold, quote unquote, cold here. I feel so at peace, so at home. Um, I fucking love it. I mean, we have to give credit where credit is due because you showed up here. I brought the LA sunshine. You did. Yeah. You did. And I'm very grateful. So thank you for doing that. Of course. I saw someone in like shorts and and a t-shirt and I was like, I cannot believe it's February in New York and this man is, it's true. Like I could totally too. But when you can, you should. Of course. Like I went to school at Syracuse and most of the winter it would be like single digits. And the second it would hit 30, people would be like in shorts drinking outside insane whereas LA it's like 70 you're still in Uggs yeah yeah exactly it's it's wild so thank you for bringing the sunshine uh you guys for those of you who don't know Maddie you need to know Maddie also I'm shocked if you don't know Maddie because Maddie is so many things you are the co-host of okay sis the podcast with your sister scout you are the founder of the app camber Mm -hmm. which is about sharing your favorite places and discovering new ones and you now are working on a new project 36 questions later which i am so excited about because it's something that i honestly have like thought to do really with who or what do you mean like i have for so long wanted to in a way like go up to people on their first date and like interview them or like put people together and like film 
and record their first dates and you're doing it. So tell us about it. Exactly. So um, this is a project that was created by me and my boyfriend. Um, We're obviously big podcast people and um, we're super into also video podcasts and storytelling. And we came up with this idea to film blind dates like first blind dates of people answering the 36 questions that lead to love like that viral series or like series of questions that went viral on uh, the New York Times and it's so true there's like you learn so much about people and behaviors and so we filmed them but like I was in the back so like no one knew that me and my boyfriend were there like watching from the back and it was like it was so cringe but it was also so beautiful and lovely because you know some I'm not gonna spoil who but like some definitely like kind of fell in love and then others it was like no like you these questions could not get anyone and any yeah. of these two people to fall in love <laughs> and then one was like this beautiful friendship like at the beginning they felt it was a little off but then it ended up so beautiful so it was such an interesting experiment to watch it and to like watch people on blind dates like when they were they didn't know that we were watching did they like they had no idea you were watching no so like we had the film crew and we had like one woman who was like bringing them in and just like giving them like like instructions but then they weren't they were like you're not don't look at anyone in the room like there's gonna be some camera people but like they'll be hidden and so it felt like they were alone like truly alone in the space and it was it was really cool what do you think would happen or like how would the success rate of first dates change if they were filled if people actually did the 36 questions on them so look you get real vulnerable really quick and I think definitely you feel a lot more empathy towards a person. I don't know, though, if the first date is like there needs to be some mystery. And like the 36 questions leave. Like there's no mystery. Like you get super vulnerable really quick. But I guess that's also great because then you can really be like, okay, I, I want to continue with this person. You get like a very good sense of who they are holistically. Yeah. But yeah, there's really no mystery after you finish them. <laughs> Which on one hand, like maybe you dodge some bullets. Yeah. Like instead of finding something out on date nine that you're not okay with just or on month lay nine. lay it all out there. Yeah. Exactly. I, I actually like that. I think there's something to that. Yeah. Did you ever do the actual 36 questions? Yeah. So me and my boyfriend did it when we were first dating. Um, I don't know if it like changed anything right. I felt towards him. Like we were already like pretty deep into dating. And so... Um, if anything, and also I felt like I already knew a lot of yeah. like the answers, but they're just, a, it's a really good, it like throws you off. Like there's certain questions and we'll go through some of them, but like some that you, you might not even have thought about for yourself. Right. So it's a, it's a fun exercise to do if you, if, if you are already in love with someone. Yeah. I think there's never like a bad time to do it. Yeah. I think I've definitely like when I went on a lot of first dates in my my single days. Those were not fun. Um, yes, they were sometimes. Depends. <laughs> I I wanted to like not just have the same first date like interview, you know? Yeah. And so what I would do, I felt weird. Actually, I felt weird. Like I wanted to do say like, let's do the 36 questions that lead to love. But I felt weird saying like, let's do this thing that leads to love. Yeah, it's weird. Like definitely during one of the interviews that will be up, I think next week or the week after um, or one of the dates that we had and the episodes, they they were like, oh, are we falling in love? Like, are we going to be husband and wife? Right. And we were joking about it. But it is weird. There's that's a 
it's pressure, yeah, right? It is. To have that like it leads to love. Yeah. And look, I don't know if it does for every single person for sure, but there is definitely a level of just, you know, understanding that you get from a person. Totally. And I think a good way to do it is like if you are trying to do this on a date, you don't have to say it as like the 36 questions that lead to love. You're yeah. just like, oh, like my friend sent me this like list of questions that she and right. uh, like she and this person she went on a date with did. And it was really fun. Or what I ended yeah. up doing was I worked at Hinge at the time, but I loved actually pulling out my phone and I would literally open Hinge. It's not like we don't have dating apps. Like we literally met on a dating app. It wasn't weird. And I, we, I would ask them the prompt prompts. questions and yeah. we would go back and forth. And you never know what one answer is going to lead to. And I think that's what's so amazing about these questions mm-hmm. is there could be something that you and this person connect so deeply on that you don't know about yeah. from the start, yeah. unless you get into a conversation right, about it. Right. I mean, I think there's also this renaissance lately of question game like question card games i yes. don't know like i just feel like it's we're not having really strangers let's fucking date everyone yeah, has them everyone so i feel like whoever made this study i mean i don't i mean the new york times was the one that like it was a study from a long time ago yeah. they just kind of like made it very popularized in that moment um but there should be a card game of it and i think then it wouldn't be yeah. as weird it would be more like yeah the we're really not really strangers type of yeah vibe. or if like a dating app were to do a partnership with the with the with the, the study the studyist <laughs> the the person that made this study I know um, but that would make it I would like make it more organic sure than being like I'm gonna ask you 36 questions that lead to love and then we're gonna be soulmates exactly like, no. exactly and then because then what happens if you do it on a date with one person and there's all this pressure and like you want it to work out and then you guys end up dating and then you break up and then you don't want to do them again because you're like well they were supposed to lead to love right. and they led to heartbreak yeah exactly it's. yeah proceed with caution yeah exactly (laughs) okay should we do some of the questions yes let's let's do do them brave the uncomfortable those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. 
I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused shoes. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Okay, we're going to start off uh, easy. Number one, would you like to be famous and in what way? This is a funny question for me because in a way I'm like a G-list celebrity <laughs> is what I would say. Okay. Like I get recognized now, which yeah. is crazy. I, growing up, like when I was younger, I wanted to be like a pop star. Same. Um, so I always wanted that. Like I wanted to be like a D- Disney Channel, like Hannah Montana, sure. Demi Lovato-esque. Um, I would never want to actually be like famous famous I feel really bad for celebrities yeah 
I can't imagine the toll that has on their mental health, on their relationships, on their self-worth. Like there's just so much that seems like a downside. Mm -hmm. I would love for what I'm doing to become so successful that as a side effect, yes, I am known for that, but I never want to be like, like I would never want to be so famous. Right. Like a Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Or even like, like in the podcast world, like I would never want to be like an Alex Cooper. Really? Okay. So I hear you and I see you. I, <laughs> I feel very heard and seen. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I also grew up, um, I did theater. So I was like very much like, I want to be a Broadway star. Yeah. I want to be a pop star. Also Hannah Montana, the whole vibe. Um, lately it's been more of, I, same want to be recognized for something that is my work and is something that people like really relate to me with whether that's the podcast or whether that's with my startup you know I look to people like an Emily Weiss who to me is like famous mm -hmm. in my eyes and that's something that's like a level I feel like I would want to attain where it's like people respect me or yeah look at me as a leader right. that is more so but Fuck yeah, I'll be. I, I'd love to be famous. Sure, <laughs> I love you for owning that. I agree, though. That I mean, yeah. Given my like G list TikTok fame, right? I have had, uh, thankfully, just a few like moments with the trolls, yeah. and like they completely destroyed me. So like, exactly. I would. That's exactly. I would it. have to. I would really, really have to figure out how to react and approach. Yeah. I think what I would be really scared about is like the cancellation of it all and yeah. just being on edge about everything you say or do. And like, yeah. that would be annoying. Um, and cause yeah, cause trolls are just uh, ruthless on TikTok. So I think I would have to figure out my relationship to that before it became a bigger thing. And I think that's exactly the reason why my answer wasn't the way you phrased it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like exactly. let's be famous because right. for so long, like, yeah, like I love attention. Clearly I sure. do this for a living, sure. but in the experiences that I've had with people being mean online and like for me this is so stupid and you can't see my ears right now but like I there are mean comments every single day about how big my ears are actually really hold on I've never read them but now's the time oh okay I'll, do you have a folder with them I take screenshots of them because I send them to Jake and I think it's what? really funny what? and so I all I have to do is type in ears I did this with a friend recently oh my god no, you, you're going to be blown away. But but point being, sure. I'm not self-conscious about my ears. And I thank God for that. Yeah. Because if they if people were being mean about my arms or my stomach or something that I actually struggle with. Right. Then it would I sting. would not be OK. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, my God. Please hold. Oh, wow. We're getting a live reading. A live reading. Of the trolls. Yo, with them ears, she probably going to be Dumbo for Halloween. She going to fly away from her exes. Like, she can probably hear people's thoughts with those. Why are her ears shaped like Shrek's? <laughs> she didn't need to cup her ears to hear better, I'm sure. Look at her big ears, LOL. She can hear me talking crap from Canada, eh? Girl, oh. put that ear away. <laughs> what? actual thought you know what's so funny is like I think about the person on the other side of these comments and I'm just I feel so sad for them I know I'm just like this is what you have such precious time on this fucking earth and this and is why how are you, you plan why to are spend you commenting it. about a stranger's ears like you are be like how does this make you feel any better about yourself 
Did you know that when a pin drops a thousand miles away, you can hear it with your big ass ears? Oh my God. Okay, but I don't need the opinion of someone with bigger ears than Dumbo the elephant. This is like mean tweets on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Nobody going to talk about how big them ears are. That shit here is color. Someone asked me if it was a medical condition. Her Wait, ears are now. Con- <laughs> I kind of want to see your ears. I don't. I, I don't remember them thing. being her big. Ears are consuming all the sound in the world. Wait, I don't remember them being big. They're not. They're normal. What the <laughs> literal fuck? Your ears are normal. Your ears are so normal. I know. What are That's these people crazy. talking about? Oh my God, yeah, this so... is it. Are your ears natural or some medical condition? Okay, maybe I need to see the video. That they- okay, well, wow. It's everyone. It's I every can't. single video. This isn't all from one video. Every uh, single video. I'm. I die. What? Okay, that's just ridiculous. Anywho, um, anywho. Well, one thing also I'll say about being famous is I worry sometimes though that I'm I would want it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, which is like the validation and thing. And like, that's something I'm definitely learning uh, or trying to unlearn about myself is like needing to do things for validation. Which I believe sometimes if you want to be famous, like it might be for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, so that's also something to consider. That's definitely something to consider. But yeah, yeah. I'd love to like make it to like D-list. Like, sure. Be, invite me to oh, everything. I, like, oh, we're, we're well on our way. Yeah. Yeah. We got this. I would want to be, I would want to be like Tinks. Yes. Where, where she but, gets a lot But a little less, too. but a little less. A little less. A little less. Where it's more about like, I'm entertaining people. I'm making people yeah. feel good. Um, And it's more like, I'm just being myself. Yeah. I would love that. Agreed. Okay. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one any one quality or ability, what would it be? I would be I would be like to to completely turn off my anxiety. Just yeah. like like, uh, like be like, "Oh, switch off off anxiety and just have like have the ability to completely control my inner dialogue." That would be beautiful wouldn't that be great (laughs) like what the fuck like even yesterday like i was having such a lovely day with my friends in new york city and just like you know just a crazy completely insane anxious thought pops in i'm like hey let's let's try to not think about that right now and then i just went on a spiral and it's like it ruins everything think about the people in this world who don't have anxiety i just how do you what do you do like what do you think about i you know so the other day i was like to my sister, I mean, my sister has bipolar disorder, so she has had her fair share of mental health issues. But uh, but she's in a really, really good spot right now because of just like how much work she's had to do. Mm-hmm. And I was, I asked her, you know, when you go to the bathroom, like, what do you, what do you, what do you think about? about? Because I have to have TikTok when I go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because I will go on a fucking crazy shame spiral because I can't be alone alone with with my thoughts I'm a lot better with it now. I used to like shower with a podcast on. I used to like never have no media yeah coming into my brain at any time and she was like no i just go to the bathroom and like it is like i think about the bathroom and this and i leave and i was like what the fuck (laughs) what is that like Like, what a concept what is that like i don't know i know what i wouldn't want okay because i feel like that's a common question like what superpower would you want sure i would never want to be able to read people's minds 100 percent ever whatever there was this one question that's like um would you want to know everything that uh, would you want to know anything no. that people have said behind your back? Oh my god, of no, course not. <laughs> no. Why would anyone no. want to know that? No, it's, no, like, no, isn't that insane? <laughs> keep it, keep it as far behind my back as oh possible. My god. Uh, uh, oh my god, no, I think 
Okay, ask me the question again. I just uh, want to hear. If you want, if you could wake, wake up, up with, with one like, skill, quality, quality or ability. I think I want the ability to not care so much about what people think. Yes. Yes. That's really hard to cultivate as you grow up. Whether it's people like followers or just people online yeah. who see my videos or I think even more so like friends. Yeah. People in my life. Like I am a huge people pleaser mm. and it has definitely gotten me into trouble. Mm. And like, I feel like I'm, yes, sometimes I can be selfish, which as I should be, I need, need to take care of me. But I feel like I often think of everybody else before I think of like, well, what do I need? Mm. And like, what would make me happy? And I'm not saying like, I'm a saint for that, but like, I overcommit myself. I overwhelm myself. I overbook myself. I try and go out of my way for like everyone else. And like, I don't take care of myself sometimes. And that gets really hard. And then I always worry like, well, if I put this video about this thing, like, is this going to offend this one person? Or if I like don't open this DM, but I post something like, are they going to think I'm ignoring? It's just like, it never stops. That's really fascinating. It, I, I definitely have a level of that, the caring what people think. I'm not as much a people pleaser. I I don't love confrontation. So if I could avoid confrontation at all costs or like yeah. be like, oh, you're right. Like, yeah. like, let's just, you know, whatever. If you're mad at me, I'm sorry. And like move on, which is not great. But the caring about what other people think, especially when it comes to creating content I kind of it's a weird thing because it, it has never stopped me from actually posting. So I'm really grateful for that. But there is like the crazy spiral that happens afterwards. It's yeah. like the aftermath of posting and then being like, oh, my God, are my f- people from high school going to think I'm weird or whatever. Yeah. And honestly, I just kind of. I've just decided one, it's so okay not to be for everyone yeah it's really hard to accept that but once you do it's more of a liberating thing than it is like an anxiety inducing thing because then you realize that you don't have to be anything other than yourself yeah right you you will and you'll weed out the people that are not supposed to be in your orbit and then you attract the people that are gonna be so engaged so loyal to you are gonna show up for you yeah and I, I think of it in that way Rather than, oh, my God, the people who are leaving are, like, thinking I'm cringe or thinking – it's like, no, great, because they're literally decreasing my engagement rate. Goodbye. Right. You know? I was listening to this podcast yesterday, Elevation Nation, with this guy, John C. something. Mm He um, went – he just studied – like, just went to grad school at Harvard, and he's been a teacher at a high school for over 20 years. And he seems like – he's this incredibly, like – wise and insightful person and he was saying that he spent a lot of time in in this like he like went to grad school when he was like in his like 40s or 50s something like that and he spent a lot of time that year like thinking and reflecting on making decisions and how one decision or how you one conversation impacts so much more than just that one conversation and I really took away this one thing he said where it was like every single decision you make will impact people. Mm -hmm. It's going to make some people happy. It's going to upset other people. Like if I, you know, decide to go out to dinner with friends instead of, you know, having dinner with Jake. Right. 
like maybe my friends will be happy. Maybe Jake will be bummed. And then who knows what Jake is going to go on to do. Like maybe he'll be in a bad mood if I canceled on him and then he'll be negative to someone else he's with who then from that negative experience might then feel negative energy versus the people who I am spending my time with. Um, maybe that goes really well. And then they're spreading this positivity because of this positive experience they had. And then maybe there are other things that I could have been doing. Maybe there was work that I needed to be doing that night that I wasn't doing that. I'm now falling behind. And maybe, you know, the person who I owe this thing to is like, well, Alana, like, where is it? And they get here. It's like, it's a web of impact. You, and you cannot please everyone. So like, if that's inevitable, then you should just stop trying because you're setting yourself up for failure every yeah. time if you're trying to please every single person. Yeah. It's opportunity, it's opportunity cost. Like literally you're, yeah. Choo- like choose what you're going to do. Stick to that decision and just like, just don't, don't feel like just be that positive force for like whatever, whatever yeah. you decide to do. Yeah. And, and it's okay to like not do everything. Oh, like you can't, you can't, you can't please everyone. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. <laughs> okay. Love it. I love it. Okay, last one. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for her to know. So I looked at the list of questions last night. Okay. And this is actually one I struggled with. And I wanted to ask some some of my friends, and I didn't. Like, what about me? I know. I... I was all, I kind of read this as like more of a partner thing. So if it was a, if we were going to be in romantic partnership, they have to know that I like am like a sweaty person and need it to be like 65 degrees in the apartment at all. Wow, times. you're in Brett's friendship is perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Yes. We're shout very, out Super Drip. Shout out Super <laughs> Drip. We are super sweaty people. And the funny thing is my boyfriend loves to be hot and so that was something like to this day the only things that we fight over or like get super irritated about is like i i'm like i need to put on the ac right now and he's like i'm gonna catch a cold i'm like put on a sweater i cannot get naked right now that's so funny so that is like the one thing if i ever had to like go out and date again i would have to be like yeah we need we need it to be cold inside yeah. that's so funny at night he wants it to be like freezing i don't need it to be freezing but i need like five blankets on me sure so in that sense we we go to sleep every night and he just has like the sheet and the main like comforter right. i have the sheet the comforter and then two to three blankets on top oh just on my just side cozy. it's like so uneven yeah i need I to be like i need to yeah, held need to be, in by the blankets sure 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 and i just i'm a big sweatsuit girly so it's like i'll be wearing a sweatsuit and then ben will be like well take like change but I'm you like, want to be comfy I'm like, in your sweatsuit i'm like excuse me like yeah i want if i could put it to 65 and be in my cozy sweatsuit and uggs inside yeah. like that's my prerogative yeah exactly okay this is helpful now i, I feel like i can do this okay. I, I think for me it's that i need reassurance because I'm going to second guess myself and I'm going to overthink and like make up all these stories in my head. And I actually think that that is why Jake and I started our relationship off on such a strong, like, like on the right foot, because Mm. I didn't even communicate that to him, but from the start, he was just so communicative. And so I never had to question, well, like, 
am I going to see him again? Or what's he thinking? Because he was telling me. Oh, that's good. And that just calmed my anxiety so much Mm. that I felt comfortable instantly. Yeah. I feel like you don't hear that a lot with men. Yeah. Where it's like playing games or playing hard to get and all these things. It's so funny because I, I always, I mean, I've been dating Ben for seven years. So I like didn't have to do the apps. I didn't do any dating in my twenties at all. So when I hear people talk about dating or like the beginning of dating and commute and like fuck boys and then like how much you know all these things even when I listen to Tinks and her podcast and just I just one I am so grateful that yeah. we found like nice boys but it's it's terrible like it's yeah. so fucking terrible out there it really is and, and that's one thing I wanted to ask you so yeah. you guys met in college yeah. first question how did you meet do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, Season 15, Episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. We were both interns at Hillel. Oh, my of God. Course, <laughs> of course. We. That's beautiful. I know. Wow. How cute is that? I... We were, the internship at Halal was basically like you had to put on a like activity or program or something. And so I did a yoga class that I taught every Saturday morning. It was called Shalom Oh yoga. my God. <laughs> I love it. I should it. have trademarked that. And it was so embarrassing. Like I, I'm like definitely culturally Jewish. I'm, I'm not religious at all. But like we had to incorporate some sort of Judaism yeah. into these things. So I would like – somehow related to like the Parsha of the week and I'd be like oh Abraham did this so like mindfulness and like let's be kind to others like it was so dumb but so I would do that and then he did like a hiking club or something and so we became friends and we were friends first for a long time and then turned into more how how did that transition happen but first I have to share another punny Jewish name my best friend Sarah was in a Jewish acapella group called Oi Capella Oh my God. That's incredible. Was this at college? Yeah, at Syracuse. Makes sense. Yep. Tracks. Um, Okay. How did this transition from friends to dating happen? Because I actually get questions about that all the time. Like, I think I might be into my like best guy friend or like we've been friends for so long. How do I broach this topic or see if like he's interested without making things weird? Like, will it ruin the friendship? Yeah. I mean, we weren't even like that close. So I don't think it was a uh, like a will it ruin the friendship? What would right. we do? Yeah. Yeah. So we were just more so in the same like peripheral, I feel like friend group. And then um, I actually was hooking up with one of his friends who did not like me. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> did like talk about oh, it's funny. I, I was talking to my friend who I'm staying with 
here in New York about just like shit we used to do for guys that yeah. oh my god that we like it's so embarrassing so this is I'll tell a story so this Please. is the guy that that I was hooking up with I was not even dating him hooking up with before Ben and I would text him and be like hey like what are you doing tonight and then he'd be like oh want to come over I would go there and he would be playing video games for hours and you just sit well i would just sit and be like yeah i'm cool like i'll just watch you guys like You're the, oh the, i'm the chill girl i'm the chill like, girl let them play video games yeah. and just be around and i just like completely like he like what was yeah. i doing like what kind of like i had such low self-worth yeah. and um just crazy things like that that you know, you just like don't want to see the signs back then. And yeah. like, I remember being like, I'm not going to text him. And then he texted me to like invite me, invite me to um one of like the frat, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? I was like, no, because you like probably had sex with him. Like the last person he had sex with. And he was like, yeah, it's a sure thing that Maddie will go with right, me. Exactly. It was nothing more than that. Right. It's like yeah. overthinking to these things. Oh, I just wish I could tell my younger self, like, just shut, like get the fuck away from this guy. And he, and Anyways. just like do you yeah like who like wh- why do you need validation from this person and why it was such a weird self-worth thing and I don't know I learned so much about about myself through that but anyway so Ben and I I'm not really sure how the first like transition happened but like he had come over to hang out with me and then just kissed me did I you think that was gonna happen no 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 like we were very much friends and then he just kissed me and then I was like, oh my God, wait, I, um, like, should we have, sorry. <laughs> Guys, Barkley's just like staring at us Barclay. and like softly growling and I'm like making so much room for him on yeah. my chair for him to come up and he's just not. Barkley, chill. Come here. There you go. Oh, okay. Now he's on Maddie's lap. Okay, okay, no. <laughs> Barkley, sit down. <laughs> oh, Barkley. <laughs> wait, I'm tired. <laughs> Okay, sit. Are you gonna pee? Is he gonna pee on me? No, no, no. He's not gonna pee on you. I'm done. Okay. His butt's like up in the air. <laughs> Why? <is he> <laughs> Why don't you go to mommy? Barkley. Go to mommy. Come here. There we go. Come here. I'll make room. I'm making room. Oh I'm not in the chair anymore. Oh it's, all, it's your chair now. Oh my god. Wait, 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 wait. We're taking off. Oh my god. Okay, so he comes okay. over and kisses you. So he comes over and he kisses me. And then I was like, oh, like, should we have sex? And I was just like, more because, like, I hadn't had sex in so long. And then he also hadn't had sex in so long. So we were both like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I, like, need to shave. Did you, wait, hold on. Did you discuss this? Yeah. Like, did you say, like, oh, I haven't had sex in a while? And yeah. He's like, yeah, same. Yeah. Should we just do it? Okay. Yeah. Like, it was, we were just friends. Like, it was, yeah. like, more about. And then I, you were like, I need to go shave first. Yeah. So I'm I went dead. to the bathroom and I literally <laughs> shaved. Because I was dead. like, there's no way. Like, I've never had sex, like, not shaven. Right. This was, like, when I was 20, 20. I don't know. And so, and so then that, then, then that happened. And then we just, like, kept hooking up. We, def- we like, hooked up for a while all of senior year like for my first semester and then I graduated a semester early and then we became boyfriend and girlfriend after that. Did you think at the time that this was just a fling or like a college relationship? Like would you ever have imagined seven years later you'd be here together? Not really. I mean, the thing that I love about my relationship with Ben is that it always felt like a steady incline, whereas it didn't have that like crazy Bless you. We're doing great. <laughs> Guys, we're, we're 
were doing so great. Um, it didn't have like that crazy lust yeah. and then decline, which yeah. I'm so grateful for. And that's why I have so much confidence that we're going to be together forever is because yeah. it just keeps growing. Whereas I feel like usually, and I, and just what I've heard and history of relationships, there's like such a peak and such and a, a decline yeah. because people get out of that honeymoon phase or get out of that lust phase. And I love that we've just steadily grown so much. And honestly, we we started living, to, living together two years ago and it's like a whole new relationship. Like I, I'm like, what were we even doing before? Like, were we even in, in a relationship before? Yeah. And so it feels so much deeper now and so, so much more connected. And so like, yeah, like at the time, I don't think I thought it would be, the, it would be this, you know, I was going to marry this guy. Like that wasn't right. like a, Oh, I like, love it for a second. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like, don't believe in the one and any of that. So, I I just feel so grateful that that's like the type of love we've had. Yeah. What about the fact that you guys have been together through like such transformative year, like years yeah. of your life? How have you been able to grow together, but also yeah. as individuals? So we're very independent, which I also think is a really great thing about a relationship. Like we're we have very completely different friend groups. We don't really have any friends in common, which. I both of us really enjoy that because it feels it feels just a lot more um it feels like we can get, go our separate ways and then we yeah. come back together and it's like this beautiful union and like we share things with just one another and I just feel like there's a, such a special and like uniqueness about us together but everything we've done is separate and yeah. um we're just so supportive of one another and so it's just like it works. I think one of the key things there is that you're both independent. Yeah. Like if one of us was codependent or like yeah. very jealous or something, oh my God, it wouldn't work at all. Yeah. But both, but we're each just, we just make sure to make time for ourselves, especially when you're living with someone. It's so easy to be like, oh, well, I live with them. So right. I don't have to, you know, plan a date night or whatever, yeah. but that's actually not the case. Like we only see each other in passing usually. And like, yes, we come together in the nighttime and talk through our days. But until you really make an effort to like go on that date night or like spend time together, it's like you lose all that time. Yeah. And I think that's so important for even just like living with your friends. You know, yeah. I lived with two of my best friends with, with Kerwin and Sass um, out of college. And part of it was, so the two of them both got boyfriends like mm -hmm. instantly within like the first like three months of us graduating, moving to the city and living together. And I was single. And so immediately I felt like the odd one out, mm -hmm. but then they like, we all had separate friend groups and they had their boyfriends and I was going on dates and we never made plans with each other because it was like, Oh, well we see that we see each other at home. Yeah, it's really important to like make those plans. Yeah. And so for so long, like probably like a full year out of the two years that we lived together, it was like, are we even like, we, we didn't make a single plan. Like we didn't do anything other than like pass by in the apartment. Yeah. That's so true. It's, it's, you, you notice it really quick too. Yeah. 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 Are the majority of your friends, would you say single or in relationships? Everyone is in a relationship. Everyone's getting married. Wow. Every okay. single person is getting married. And it's like so weird because I feel like we're too young to get married yeah. I just can't believe we're at an age where people are getting married but it is so true the minute all of your friends started getting married you're like oh I could get married like I yeah. never 
Burr. I obviously knew me and Ben are going to get married, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to get married until like, like that's 35. So far that's out, so like... far. And I also just never thought of myself as a wife. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's just like a misogynist or like, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking of like wifely roles and right, duties. Like, it's like and I'm matronly. Like, and, yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? I'm not a wife. Like, yeah. I still call my dad and like ask for help. Like, what, right. like how does that, how am I? That's not a wife, you know? Yeah. And so obviously like we can define it as, as whatever we want, right. but it's just so, it's so funny how, how, I like did not identify with that role as all at all. And then all my friends are like starting the process and are about to get married. And so I, I was like, Oh wait, Ben, let's, uh, let's get married. If they can do it, so can we oh, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's gonna be the exact same thing for babies. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine having a baby at all right now. And so, and so like, I know that's going to be the same type yeah. of vibe. Has that changed even like 1% after seeing your sister have a baby and like go through pregnancy? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> because I basically get to scratch the itch without right. having a baby. Like yeah. it's, I mean, being an aunt is so underrated. You get to have all the benefits. I literally get to smush her and get to cuddle with her when she's like cute and cuddly. And then she starts crying and I'm like, oh. You're like, oh, this isn't my child. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Like, yeah. It's like so nice. I once wiped her vagine and it was, I mean, look, like it is a vagine. It's a little baby vagine. So you just do what you can. But I, at first I was like, I'm not, I'm not wiping her. And my sister was like, yes, you fucking are. <laughs> like, get in there. I was like, all right. So I did. I wiped her regime for the first time. It was only pee, though. I don't think I could do the poop. You haven't changed the diaper? I didn't do it. She, like, helped me. Yeah. I'm so annoying. (laughs) Well, okay, see, my thing is I've had zero exposure to babies. Like, I I mean, this is the first one. This is the first baby I think I've ever held. I've held two babies in my life. And the first was when I worked at Hinge, my CEO's wife brought the their baby and their yeah. like two month old baby and just like handed it to me and I didn't ask for it. And I was like, I don't know what to like. And I, 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 I like, no just started it. working there. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Like I'm scared right yeah. now. It's really, it's because you don't want to like mess it up because it's a baby. And yeah. so it's, and then if it starts crying, you're just like, I don't know what to do. It's very strange. I mean, I've yeah. Like being an aunt though, you just, you, yeah, you just give her back and yeah. you're just like, okay, you take care of her now. But she's just every day. I'm like, okay, where's, where's like the new photo of her. Right. I need to see a photo every single day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. That she's, makes sense. She's the cutest ever. Your friends who are all getting married. Yeah. Are they dating people that they met on dating apps for the most part or like just like after college? So one was, um, USC but like did it like knew each other from From college college. but then like started dating after college and then also I mean Brett and Michael they knew each other I was friends with Michael before uh before Brett was and so she knew of Michael because of me and like whatever but then they saw each other on hinge but then they were like we know each other other. so yeah um so there's that but then and then my other oh my god all of them were from college they met college and then that is crazy and then started dating after college after college yeah wow i feel like all of my friends who are getting married dating apps dating apps or work okay work i've heard too yeah i don't know i feel like the work culture in new york is so different from la it's i i definitely think that it's a big factor of finding friendships and finding relationships in la but there's not much of that culture of like 
going to drinks after work unless you're in the industry oh, i feel well, like i was gonna say i feel like it's the opposite because oh, really? all of my friends who are in the industry in the industry. all they do monday through friday is okay. they go to drinks yeah. after work <laughs> I, let me take that back so ben used to work at wme and like yeah, literally exactly. every night exactly. they were at, they were at drinks but like i do not I do not touch the the industry or entertainment. I, I do, I'm so far removed from it. So it's like I obviously am more in like the tech and like yeah. creator space. So like that's not the vibe. But yes, in the in the industry, it's like very much a thing. Do you think dating in L.A. is harder in general than other places? I mean, I have no idea because yeah. I never had to yeah. do it, thankfully. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to think because New York – I feel like just everyone's out and about and and, and just yeah. like you meet people like just even walking down the street kind of thing where it's like with LA it's a little more isolating and you have to like really make an effort or like a plan to like get out get, there. Yeah. Um, but I also just don't think like I was listening to Jay Shetty on Ed Milet's podcast and like obviously he's on like a whole crusade because he just wrote that book on relationships and he was saying like if you want – if why are you if you're not a type of person like goes out to bars or like goes like you're not a big partier like why are you going to a bar to meet someone you know it's like so true go do something that where your values align like if you like to volunteer if you like a book club if you like to work out that's why there's this amazing uh community in LA called the Venice Run Club and I mean, I wish I was a, literally I have FOMO because I want to be part of it, but I hate running with like all my passion, yeah. but it's like, it's become such a, a, a community yeah. and basically they do something where if you're new to the run club, you have to stand up and be like, are you single or not? Oh my God. Because so many couples form from it because it's wow. like, you have this shared passion and ev- you know, I need ev- to text my friend slash neighbor. I'm not going to put her on blast okay. right now, but you know who you are. Um, she is in a run club here. Yes. And she recently went on a date or she went on a few dates with this guy from her run club. And now she's like, actually like, I really just think he's boring. And like, now I have my eye on this other guy from the run club. Oh, no! And we were all out to lunch and I think he's single. And I'm like, this needs to be, this is a reality a, show no, for sure. So there's also something in LA, which I, again, I'm not a sporty girl, girly. So like, I don't know. I mean, no, I wish there was an equivalent for non-sporty people, but yeah. there are like intramural sports. And like my yeah. friend, my friend just moved to LA and she joined like a softball league or something. I know people on softball leagues yeah. in LA. And yeah. I'm just like, first of all, Ew, like I would never do that but like second she said they're all hooking up with each other yeah. they're all best friends they all go out it's like she literally found a whole group of friends yeah just from the stupid softball I was like I was like do you guys like actually play like could I just go and just like right. pretend to be there and she was like I mean we kind of like whatever it's like we get drunk and go I was like yeah. okay well then maybe I could do that I but literally like, I've I've had friends join like kickball leagues and stuff and yeah. I think it's so fun and like I last year I said to Jake like we should join a kickball league yeah. and he was like oh that sounds fun like I'll text like the guys I'm sure like them and all their girlfriends like would be down I'm like no like I feel like it'd be fun to just like meet join new people. like a random one to meet new people and he thought that was the funniest thing I've ever said like he told everyone like Alana oh. wanted to join a kickball league to meet new people like who does that and I'm like why not like it's what's so wrong funny. with meeting new people he's like you know, know too many people I know it's I know it's funny because I obviously I lived in LA for 10 years I went to school there so I really didn't need to meet new people in Los Angeles but after creating Camber we started to do all these community events and like in-person things and we do this walk club where around like 100 people show up and 
majority of people, which I didn't even like realize as I was starting Camber was, was our audience are people who just moved to the city in, in the past six months. And it makes so much sense yeah. because like, they yeah, don't know they, people. They, they don't know like people. For communities and, they're and, for, and they're looking for a community. They love to discover. They want to, the, yeah. to try out new restaurants, try out new places in the city. And like, that's literally all that Camber is. And so it was so fascinating to me. I kept asking, people would come alone. They were trying to meet friends. And I basically like facilitated this space without like even thinking right, about like meeting new people. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. So I'm now very like involved in like the fresh freshly yeah. like <laughs> la new la residents that's so um, funny but i yeah i love i love creating that space for people because there's it, the number one question we get and like where to meet new people how yeah. to how to find people where to meet like emotionally stable men in the city and i'm just like Ooh, i don't know yeah maddie where I, i'm like <laughs> i'm like i i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry I don't, i'm not i can't Unclear. i can't help you yeah but but it's more that people are just looking and it's, it's just so like, you don't want to come off cringy. You don't want to like, like how, do, yeah. How do you find people to, to just hang out with? And it's, um, I'm happy to like be some small part in like, yeah. helping people get situated in their new home. I love that. I have two final questions okay. for you. First, you are an avid reader. I sure am. You are. What have you learned about love from the books that you've read. Yeah. So I'm a big romance girly. I love romance novels. And at first I, like most people, like poo-pooed them and was like, I'm like a literary fiction girl. Like I am so above, you know, romance. What did you study in college? Business. <laughs> Have you always loved reading? Always. Okay, wow. But I used to read like, like, straight up fiction and yeah. like self-help books and business books. Got it. And then I was, it was in the pandemic. This woman that I listened to on NPR, I'm sounding like a fucking <laughs> loser. This girl <laughs> who I listened to on NPR was like, Oh, there's this book. It's called the hating game by Sally Thorne. And I was like, Oh, like I trust this, you know, she's yeah. very intellectual woman. Like I'm going to read it. It was porn. It was like straight porn. And I was like, Oh my God, is this, what I'm missing? Like, is this what people are reading? I was floored. And I was like, this is, I, and then I became obsessed and addicted. Oh my God. And to the degree where, I mean, I read like probably a book a week and I, I've read every single romance novel under the sun. And like, I've read every cheesy one, but I've also read like really, really good ones and good ones with actual like pros and uh, you know, ones that I just everything. And I even invited on all of, like my favorite authors to come on. Okay. Sis. And we did like a whole romance, like author series and I've done book clubs. Like I just, I love, love romance novels. What did I learn about love though? I mean, not a lot. Like, okay. Honestly, Hot take. they're That's interesting. very, they're very, very, um, unrealistic. You know, sometimes I do have to like check myself because you get, when you read them, you're just like, Oh my God, the first time I had sex with this person, I didn't like see stars and like right. literally have an orgasm the minute they touched me. Like, am I, is something, wrong, something wrong with, with me? me? So there is a bit of that where, although I think that romance novels are doing so much for female sexuality and helping women understand what they want or all any of these things, um, it was. <laughs> 
Barkley Guys, just, I just pretended to throw a ball. <laughs> Barkley did not buy it. Okay, you could just chill. We're it's almost fine. done, Bart. It's fine if you could just chill. There we go. Anyways, but from like a love perspective, I don't know if I've learned like too much. If anything, like they just make me, they make me really, um, they just like get me in the mood. Yeah. They're good to, they're good. I don't know. They're just like so feel good. I get, I like to read them and then I can go have sex with my boyfriend and it's like a nice little like. Yeah. Appetizer. Yeah. It's like yeah. a nice appetizer. Nice. Exactly. Love it. I don't know. I think everyone should read romance novels. They're amazing. They're yeah. great. I started my reading journey. Okay. I probably read like seven books last year, which is probably more than I've read in my entire life. Wow. Okay. And I'm very proud. Like there's, a, there's a bookshelf behind me. I was going to say, I, I like many of the books that you have there. Yeah. So what 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 let me like what was number one let's see number one okay so I oh actually, you read ugly love okay i didn't like ugly love oh i love i did not love. like how ugly many love. other colleen hoover books have you read i read verity i am a known verity hater which i'm the really i am, I am the minority i'm the minority i know wow the thing is and i've told this on many podcasts like i read it in tulum she has uh-huh which is not the environment to read such a book. I also didn't know it was a straight up horror movie. So I just was not prepared and I didn't yeah. want to read. I was like on the beach, like trying to have an enjoyable yeah. vacation. And yeah, then fair. I was like, Oh, this is a horror movie. November nine. So I still haven't read November. That 9. was my favorite one. A lot of people say that my favorite, the like probably about, my favorite book I've ever read. I read it in a day and a half. I've never said that in my life about anything. Yeah. Colleen Hoover will do that to you. The thing about Colleen Hoover is every book has polar, like people on both sides, either yeah, love, love it or, or hate. hate it. Some be like, it's never in the middle. I feel like that's happening whenever I post about a Taylor Jenkins read book also. People either, either love or hate them. Are you serious? Because I don't, I can't find one person on the fucking internet that doesn't like, uh, uh, Evelyn Hugo. I, I have, you have people that don't like yeah, Evelyn they were Hugo. Like, eh, like it was okay. People are wet for that book. People are obsessed with it. I liked it. it. I liked I Malibu Rising also. Malibu Rising was my favorite. I just started Daisy Jones and the Six. So I am also, I'm in the very minority again. Who hasn't? Where I didn't love it. Didn't love it, okay. I think only, I, the format is incredible. And you I like the format a lot. Yeah. I think it's very so cool. So it's it's very unique. I just don't do well with with like drugs, sh drugs stuff mm. and like. Haven't like, gotten there yet. Okay. <laughs> so you'll see drugs, but <laughs> I don't know. I also just like don't love that era, even though obviously it's amazing, but. I don't know. Like Malibu Rising was perfect. The '90s Malibu. Oh, like yeah. Put me there. Like that. Malibu was. Rising was great. Oh, the tennis one. Um, yeah, uh, Carrie Soto. Yeah, so Carrie's love Carrie Soto. I also was a tennis player my whole life. Okay, that makes sense. So there was a lot of tennis. There was a lot of tennis. There was a lot of tennis in that book. I am a known non-tennis person, so I <laughs> I was I learned a lot and yeah. I think the writing was incredible you felt like you were actually in a tennis match which was so, so cool but yeah it got just a little repetitive I was like okay we're okay we're back in tennis oh there's another tennis okay. yeah like it was a little repetitive I need to say I'm so proud of myself that I'm able to have this conversation right now oh my gosh <laughs> like, I know this is crazy isn't, isn't aren't books incredible they are I uh, there's nothing I love more in the in this world I love books have you ever wanted to write one never yeah. I could never. 
I I think about all the sex scenes that I read, and I'm just like, I wonder how it would go if I tried to write That'd one of these. So the, funny to is, like just do it as an activity. Such an art. It is yeah. such an art. And I I interviewed I interviewed like top romance novelists like Emily Henry. I also interviewed Sally Thorne, Christina Lauren, Jasmine Guillory, Helen Huang, like very like sexy, sexy writers. Yeah. And I asked every single one of them, like, what their process was. Like, some people get drunk. Like, some people, you just, like, and other people are like, oh, I can write it literally on a plane next to someone. Like, oh my I, God. I don't care. I'm Imagine just seeing like. seeing someone doing that. <laughs> like, they are so, and it's so funny. I just, like, it's their job. Like, yeah. that's what they have to do. But it's such a talent because it could so easily come off very cheesy and just, yeah. I mean, some of them do. Believe me, I've read, I've read a lot. And some of them are just like how did you how like yeah. did that feel like i was having sex with this person <laughs> yeah that's it's so funny wow i'm so proud of you too thank you can thank i give you. you some recommendations i would love recommendations okay so there are a few books that i can't shut the fuck up about okay. and i feel like you i'm writing them down like them. okay number one guys they're i'll gonna, share all these they're gonna be romance heavy but they're not gonna be like cheesy romance okay, okay. number one is every summer after by carly fortune this is this book to this day I have a book hangover from. Wow. It was talk about like reading it one day. I read it one day. It was incredible. Number two is The Roughest Draft. It's by a couple. Uh just just look up the because I don't I don't remember the names. They're too long. I'll find it. Very good. Number three is Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. I also love a celebrity trope. I love when it's like about a celebrity and like a non-celebrity. Yeah. Love that trope. That was always my dream. Yeah, exactly. It's a very big like fantasy. So I love when books have that. And then the other one, which is like the number one, is The Idea of You by Robin Lee. Now, as a Jonas Brothers fan, we were talking at nauseum before this about Jonas Brothers. That we were. So this is about like a, this is about like a Harry Styles esque. Are you a Harry Styles stan? Not the way I am with the Jonas Brothers, but okay, like a fan. Per- just pretend that it's yeah. like a Jonas Brothers yeah. type of band, but it's basically a, a One Direction type band, and then. Uh, it's about this mom who brings her kids to the One Direction concert and then they go backstage like they do a meet and greet and then the like Harry Styles of the band basically like falls in love with the mom and she's 40 and he's like oh my I God. guess 20 or so and they have this like love affair I mean she's like kind of go like she meets him all over the world to go on tour with him but she's like also this sophisticated woman and like has her whole own life and it is like just yeah, pretend I need to read that. I need just to read pretend that. it's Nick Jonas and you'll yeah. just be like yeah oh! Oh my and so God. they're okay. also making a movie and it's with Anne Hathaway and then I don't know the guy that wow okay it's gonna I'm gonna die I'm so excited but to this day I think about that book every day every day when you wake up in the morning I'm just like thing you think about. I'm like oh yeah. my god and the funny thing is I was never a Harry Styles person and then I read this book and I was like oh my god I'm I think I'm a Harry Styles person. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I will be listening. Reading. Yeah, I'll reading. be reading. Thank See, you. See, I'm still getting used to reading. Um, <laughs> my final question for you. And I'm curious, knowing you've been in a relationship for so long, what you're going to say. Okay. But this I ask to every guest, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? Oh, my God. And we can make it a little more broad relationship advice. Okay. But uh, 
I'm trying to even think who has given me relationship advice or heard anywhere or just have to give based on your experience. Oh, okay. That's better. Great. We're flexible. Um, Oh, God, I've never been, like, stumped before. We did it. We did it. And we stumped Barkley. Barkley's definitely blocking the video now. Oh, my God, Barkley. <laughs> big head. Okay. Okay, I think I'm just going to say, I feel like this is kind of cheesy, but, like, the level of support. Okay. The, like, supporting your partner wholeheartedly. Yeah. I don't even know what the advice is, but... I have just seen other relationships where one of the partners didn't support them in their side projects or, you know, them wanting to leave their job and like do this huge risk, risky thing. And I've just I've seen partners not be like the number one cheerleader. And so I took it for granted for a long time because Ben is like there have been many, many days where I'm like, oh, I'm done with Camber. I'm quitting like this is I'm fucking done. And he'll be like, no, 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 like go back to the computer, do one other task. And he'll like, he is the number and he see, he puts things in perspective for me that, you know, when I'm really clouded with anxiety or anything, he'll just be like, remember when you did this, 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 and he'll just really bring me back and be able to put me back into that, that space. So I just, if, if I could be that for him, like I try to emulate that for him. And I also just feel like partners Barkley, we're literally almost done. <laughs> You're okay. Don't worry. So, no, no, no. We're okay. Oh, he is so cute. <laughs> okay, anyways. But I think just if you are in a relationship, like showing that insane level of support to a degree yeah. that you might think it's too much, but it has been something that I wouldn't – I. I Literally, I couldn't get that from any other person. And he is just so that person for me. And the fact that it's mutual, like you support him in that way and he supports you in that way, like that I think is the most important. Yeah. Because I've been in relationships where I would have done like 150%. And like, oh, well, if they can only support me 50%, it's okay because I'm like overcompensating and making up for that. Like, no, it has to be both of you like all in there for each other, lifting each other up, knowing what each other needs. And that's like... Honestly, that's that's the best part about being in a relationship, you know, like, yes, of course, the lust and the love is great. But there's like if I could just have that level of support for my whole life, like that's all I need. need. That's literally all I need, you know, and it's just it's something so you it's just if you can if you're in a relationship or like looking to be like that makes such a difference when you're just so obsessively supportive yeah yeah there's nothing else like it yeah yeah truly Love that maddie thank Whoa! you so oh much God, for being here so fun. now i'm gonna go to levain because i'm a basic bitch Ooh, and i yeah, saw that you are. you're around the corner i have still never had it they're oh opening one in la and so i i dm them and i'm like hi like, like i need to come to the opening and take yeah. content for you. <laughs> but i was like wait we're right around the corner so i will be going there it's i'm very excited for your first living experience yes. and i'm also i i think i'd like to i'd like everyone to acknowledge my strength in not going every day because it is literally I was, like i was gonna say 100 how, steps away how do you do such a thing i it's really tough being yeah. me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, where can everybody find you and everything that you are working on? Yes. 
Um, well, you can watch 36 Questions later on YouTube and Spotify. I would highly recommend what you can listen to as a podcast, but it's I, very cool it's, to watch. It, it's like really, really well made yeah. and well uh, filmed. So um, the Spotify, it feels like you're watching Call Your Daddy. It's so, Call Her Daddy. It's so great because you can like switch between the video and the and the audio. It's really unique, and um, you can just type in Sycamore content three six questions later. And then for me, you can follow me at Maddie Mayo on all the all the socials, and then you can listen to OKC's podcast anywhere. Amazing. And Camber, if you want to, if you want to, if you're new to if LA, you're, if you're, if, yeah, if you're in Los Angeles, you're looking for cool shit to do and places to go, uh, follow us on, at Camber app on Instagram or TikTok. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for being yeah, here. So to everyone good. who tuned in, thank you for listening. I will see you guys next time. And until then, I'll be seeing other people. Bye.